Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. It's time now for a China Perspective, where we talk about headlines coming out of China. And on the line to help me out is Dr. O.A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Good morning, Dr. O. Compliments of the season. Well, good morning indeed, and compliments <laughs> to all. <laughs> all right, quite a few headlines to talk about out of China. And I think, you know, the one that's making the news really is the easing of restrictions. First, you know, with regard to yesterday's announcement, President Xi Jinping calling on officials to protect lives. But at the same time, we have no more quarantine for inbound travelers from January 18th. This is going to do a lot for their economy especially after the December report? Well, yeah, hopefully. I mean, uh, for foreign travellers could go into China to do business. And, uh, well, at least from this part of the world, we hope Chinese businessmen could also come to our part of the world mm. to invest, right? Mm-mm. So, yeah, it's going to facilitate economic development, hopefully both in China as well as in the region. Yeah, mm, yeah there's also that worry that, you know, the virus may start spreading. Uh, I mean, WHO has come out to talk about that. Chinese authorities have said, okay, this has to be done in what they call a, a control manner, but I suppose time will tell. Doctor, if we take a look at Hong Kong's situation, for example, Hong Kong's chief executive, John Lee, talking about the city reopening its borders with mainland China by middle of January. A bit of a different timeline. What are your thoughts on this? Well, it's slight difference, right? I mean, uh, a, a difference of, uh, let's say, about a week or two or so. To, uh, well, Hong Kong, and in general, I think a lot of uh, Northeast Asian jurisdictions, shall we say, the Japan and, and so on, and China, I mean, all of them are rather cautious in terms of opening up uh, the economy, uh, whereas the rest of us, uh, you know, we try to so-called learn to uh, live with the COVID yeah. uh, much earlier, right? Yeah. yeah. What are we expecting from Hong Kong in terms of the considerations that they're looking at before, you know, properly reopening their borders? Well, I think that the key word there is uh, properly. Okay. I think uh, they, are, they are trying to make sure that they do have the public health and uh, medical facilities capabilities to handle, the, I think, the expected uh, surge in, the, in infection, at least uh, for a short period of time. I mean, when, when we opened up Malaysia and, and uh, Singapore, you know, mm-hmm. there was also the initial surge. And then, well, gradually it uh, sort of uh, calmed down uh, again. And mm. uh, that's where we are about half a year later. Yeah. Mm. Earlier on, I talked about how, you know, with China reopening and then we were discussing how we want Chinese business to go into other economies. There have been a lot of reports of the potential of another variant coming out as a result of this sudden surge, right? And that's only on the basis of what we've seen in the past. Dr. O, your opinion on this, do you think if there were another variant Variant, would it cause China to sort of slow down their easing? Is that something we can expect? Well, of course, China has always uh, taken the more cautious uh, approach. Uh, if, uh, if the upsurge is uh, indeed uh, quite significant from their point of view, to, uh, I think some sort of uh, movement control uh, would be reimposed again. To, uh, but, but, but this sort of uh, variance, uh, I think sometimes, uh, you know, some of them came from uh, certain parts of uh, South America, of uh, Africa and so on, where there were places with uh, no uh, significant upsurge. 
so you really can't tell where the variants would come. But when it did come, uh, like with uh, Delta, if you remember correctly, mm. uh, you know, it, it caused a, a, a lot of uh, casualties. So we, we could only hope that the next variant uh, would be, well, I wouldn't say mild, but uh, did not cause as many uh, casualty as uh, Delta, for example, yeah. Okay, and as far as vaccination of the elderly in China, are they still uh, having issues with regard to that? Are they still struggling? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, those of us uh, with uh, elderly relatives uh, would notice that very often they're rather reluctant to, to do the yeah. vaccination, right? Thinking that uh, it could bring about uh, quite significant adverse uh, health effect to that, yeah. which yeah. sometimes it, it happens. So yeah. I think, uh, you know, a lot of jurisdictions, uh, China is certainly no exception, is uh, struggling to convince the elderly population to be vaccinated. Yeah. Mm, looks like elderly the same everywhere around mm. the world. Mm. Just leave it at that. <laughs> Dr. Oh, talking about a slightly more political situation, mm. China expressing anger over the weekend at a new U.S. defense authorization law. This one boosts military assistance for Taiwan. What are we hearing as far as China's retaliation to this statement? is concerned. I mean, obviously people are worried that we might get a more aggressive China against Taiwan. Well, at this point, it's uh, simply authorization bill. Mm. I think mm. the real reaction, in addition to, you know, all this condemnation and so on, would come if uh, indeed uh, the U.S. is again selling uh, military equipment to uh, Taiwan or Taiwan, for example, is included in certain U.S. Uh, military exercise and so on, then you could perhaps uh, see uh, very strong reactions from China, somewhat akin to uh, the series of military exercises after the visit by the U.S. Uh, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, to Taiwan uh, last uh, August. Yeah, mm. And Dr. O, since, you know, it's just a couple more days before 2023, brand new year. For you, when we look back on the year, what were some of the biggest headlines that came out of China in 2022 for you? What stood out the most? Well, it's of course, uh, the, in, first of all, insistence on uh, the zero COVID yeah. policy while the yeah. rest of us uh, have been opening up. And then now, of course, the reversal of that policy, right? They yeah. are also... Uh, opening up on the political front, uh, you have uh, the uh, well, the third term uh, mm. for President Xi Jinping, yeah. and then uh, on the economic uh, front, uh, you heard of uh, sometimes not so rosy news, right? Like yeah. uh, some of those are manufacturing numbers are not picking up, and and so on. It's because China, whether we like it or not, is the world's uh, second largest uh, economy, mm. and uh, well, the world's uh, factory. So uh, what happens economically in China would have a bearing uh, on the rest of us. That's why I think all of this would be quite uh, attention-grabbing headlines. It's quite interesting. I mean, you you talked about COVID and then, of course, political Mm. front and economy front. Going into 2023, I mean, what are you expecting out of China, what do you think is going to stand out the most? Is is it going to be a case of, you know, China just really trying to turn their economy around and, and beat that power that they were pre-COVID? Yeah, I, I, for, for China, I think it's called a restoration, mm, right, of their preeminent uh, economic uh, status. Uh, 
Number two, I think yeah, I'm going to continue to see this sort of U.S.-China uh, confrontation for quite uh, some time to to come, and uh, 2023 would would be no exception to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, 2023, not long more. We shall see how they kick off their <laughs> yeah. brand new year. I've been speaking with Dr. O. A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Dr. O, as always, appreciate your time and uh, happy new year in advance. Well, same to all of you. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.